She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. listening to episode 72 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. I'm Senda, and on today's episode, I'm joined by Phil Vecchione and Alex Roberts to play a very special preview playthrough of Alex Roberts' new game, Tension. Tension is a Jenga Tower-based game about two people who really, really, really want to and really, really, really shouldn't. It's wonderful and full of tense moments, and I hope that you'll forgive my editing um, because we had a lot of really shaky pulls from the tower, so I tried to put it together in such a way that it would still feel some of that tension, but not be too boring for you guys listening to a lot of silence, followed by gasps of shock and awe. Also, this was recorded live at Metatopia, so the sound quality is not quite what we usually aim for. I've done my best to clean it up. Hopefully you guys will stick with us. Before we get into the show, I'd like to thank some of our outstanding Patreon backers. Amber Marie, thank you so much, Amber. Amy Driscoll, thank you so much, Amy. And Ariel Weiss, thank you so much, Ariel. And with all that out of the way, let's see what crazy, tense, romantic moments we can create with Alex Roberts and Phil Vecchione at Metatopia. We're playing Tension. Hey guys, welcome to She's a Super Geek. We have a very special episode today that I am recording live at Metatopia with Phil Vecchione. Say hi. Hi. And Alex Roberts. Say hi. Hello. And we are recording Alex's new game, Tension, which she is about to tell us about. That's right. I am so excited to share this with you guys. This has been in playtesting for a while, and it's been in my head for many years. Um, Basically, the first time that I played Dread was... It was just one of those games that like totally blows your mind. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. totally changed the way that I thought about game design. And honestly, my first thought, first time after playing it was like, oh, wow, someone's going to make a playset where you're just like in love. And that's the tension. That's going to be so good when someone makes that. Um, and then nobody made it. And that was very <laughs> disappointing and irritating to me. Um, so I started playing around with it. And, um, and it's diverged pretty far from the Dread system, I would say. Uh, it steals a lot from lots of other games that I really love, like uh, Kagamatsu, Breaking the Ice, Hot Guys Making Out, um, and uh, A Place to Fuck Each Other. Will you have to bleep that on your show? I don't care. I'll just put the... Uh, explicit tag. Yeah, there's an explicit tag. I'll just turn it on for this. I, 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 I was with you with every game title until that one. Oh, have you ever... Oh, okay. No. Okay. So uh, Avery Alder made this game called A Place to Fuck Each Other. That is a three-player game about two people trying to either uh, hook up or move in together. And you kind of rotate the lovers and the external Hmm. thing. Um, So it's just this constant source of eternal frustration about not being able to do that. And it's specifically about queer women and the way that when queer women are trying to connect with each other in that way, it just feels like the whole world is against you trying to make that not happen. Um, it's it's subtle and, and beautiful and sad, but not hopeless. Anyway, so, uh, so now I have this game, which is the two-player Jenga-based RPG of Forbidden Love. It is about two characters who really, really, really want to, but for some reason they really, really, really can't. And 
if you can think of any story about sort of will they, won't they, or, you know, star-crossed lovers, that kind of thing, it's really about embodying characters who are both totally mutually super into each other, but they, they can't act on it. Um, so playtests have been everything from, like, um, I, had, I had one that was, like, two nuns in a convent. That was, that was pretty good stuff. <laughs> um, to, like, oh, my gosh, there was this recent one that was, like, an alien parasite that had infected a human, but, like, consensually infected him, and it, like, extended his lifespan and stuff. But then they fell in love because they had all these ways of communicating, like, through dreams and stuff. Anyway, people go pretty wild with it. Uh, some people do vampires and werewolves. I am, yeah, I'm continually surprised by what people come up with <laughs> to play this game. <laughs> um, so yeah, do you guys want to get started? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'm super excited about this game. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> so thank you so much for playing it with yeah. me. Um, so I just told you a little bit about uh, how this goes. It usually takes about two hours to play. And it's normally, um, it, it's designed to be GMless. So this this text that I have... Um, I should be able to just hand it to you and the two of you kind of figure it out and you would go. Um, but what I found is that when I facilitate it and make it happen, it goes a little bit faster and it's also very fun. <laughs> For me, I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, um, when you play it with an audience, it's very different. Uh, a little more showy, a little, a little kind of campier and sexier. Um, when you play it privately, it tends to be a little more serious and focused and um, focuses more on like the ethical angst of the game. Um, but they're, that's, those are both valid ways of playing. Something to address. Uh, tension is another word for um, discomfort. So this is a game that is designed to make you uncomfortable. Um, so all of the things that we would normally say in a game about, okay, but if this makes you uncomfortable, here's what you do. In this game, we would say, if this makes you the wrong kind of uncomfortable. So if you are the kind of uncomfortable where it's like, good first date, you know, <laughs> um, that's good. If it's like a bad first date discomfort, that's when we would pull on our X card, um, which you can Google and learn more about. Do, the bo do both of you know? Yep. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so that's when you would tap on your X card. Not when you're feeling uncomfortable, because you may find yourself very much enjoying the feeling of discomfort. But when you're like, no, this is not the kind of discomfort that I signed up for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe someone suggests something or puts some content out there that you're like, this has gone from forbidden to just unpleasant. <laughs> but yeah, so that's there. So let's check in with ourselves but also feel very free to check in with each other about st stuff that any of us brings into the game or suggests about whether it's like fun wrong or just wrong wrong. Mm -hmm. So the way that this will work is we will create a setting and characters. So we'll come up with characters and then we'll figure out why can't they be together. And then we, you two will choose roles um, this game uses a lead and follow system, similar to partnered dancing. Have either of you ever done like swing or a tango or anything like that? <gasps> Just a little bit. Ballroom dancing in college. <laughs> really? <laughs> I actually took ballroom dancing for my forced PE elective in college too. Oh my god, I love this. <laughs> it's good to me. <laughs> I don't remember any of it, but it's like I, I have the idea. Yeah. So the concept of lead and follow, yes, right? Absolutely. Not that not that someone is like in charge of the dancing or really doing it yeah. or whatever, right? But just that there's one person who kind of 
um, initiates, and there's one person who makes space for, receives, listens, attends to, responds, adds, flourishes. And so both of those roles are really integral, and they're both equally powerful, but they do things in slightly different ways, in, in harmonious ways. Uh, so this, this system uses the same kind of thing. So one of you will be the lead, and one of you will be the follow. We'll figure out who's who. Um, and then we'll establish why you're so incredibly into each other. And then we will set up our tower, and we will prime it to fall. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. All right, well, I'll describe the structure of the game itself, and then we can get into the, to the good stuff. So, after we have our characters in our setting, and after they're totally into each other, uh, we, you two will roleplay out a series of eight scenes, uh, up to eight scenes, um, as per the scene cards, which I'll show you in a moment. Uh, so, each scene is a series of turns, so you will basically go back and forth. Lead always goes first in the scene. Um, so you will have a turn and you will make a move. And I will show you on your character sheet what your available moves are. Some moves you can only do once per scene or once per game. Some moves you can do any old, any old turn you wish. Um, and some moves will require you to pull a brick from the tower. And every time you do that, you pull a brick out, place it on top, the tensions will rise. <laughs> Things will just get a little bit more intense. And then at some point, the tower will fall. And then the game will be over because whoever last touched the tower acts on their feelings. And what that means, we will figure out when you are there. But it just means that whatever has been unsaid is no longer deniable. Whatever has been concealed is no longer concealable. Um, your true feelings are out there and you have to deal with them in some way. So whether that's like a confession or uh, a gentle brush of the hand that just suddenly makes everything obvious. <laughs> it could be so many things. We will find out. Uh, so just as the lead goes first in every scene, the follow always ends it. The follow always on their turn says, okay, and scene. That's a wrap. We're ending there. Uh, and the follow player in during scene eight can actually end the entire game. So there's always the chance that you will get to the end of the game and the tower will not have fallen, and we do a special little different thing, so I'll show you. Every time you pull a brick and put it on top, your attraction score increases by one. So at the end, if and when it falls, we have a little chart that we will compare your attraction score to, and we will figure out, how did that go? Was it too soon? Did you miss your chance? Or did things get super hot, maybe for a little bit? Is this going to go anywhere? Oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so pleased. Keep going. <laughs> so we will find out together. Uh, okay, that's great. So there's our outline. Okay, so now we, well, you, figure out what has brought your characters together and what is keeping them apart. So... Hmm. When it comes to bringing them together, it could be mm -hmm. any, any reason for two characters to spend a lot of time in close quarters, ideally alone, right? So they could be the only two researchers on like a space station that is otherwise unmanned, or they could be a figure skater and his coach. Oh, it's someone did UFC work on your face. Someone has an idea. I'm no. getting this vibe right now <laughs> that, that there's an idea in someone's brain. <laughs> not sure yet okay okay well are you feeling sci-fi or are you feeling like fantasy or are you feeling cyberpunk 
Are you comfortable with cyberpunk? Have you, have I can you cleaned it. enough over? You can say, uh, so on the plane, when I was like, oh no, I didn't bring anything to do and I don't have a book, I read the rest of the sample of Neuromancer that was on my phone. <laughs> so I've now read like three chapters. <laughs> You're pretty much an expert at this point. Yeah, I'm totally good. <laughs> and I've run uh, uh, Rocket Boys and Vetting Machines, so no oh, problem. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> So that's interesting. How, what it, what could be a forbidden relationship between cyberpunks? Uh, human and AI. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. D- yeah. Oh, whoa. Yes. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I love the shorty. Okay. So so there's a human and an AI. Um, is it like does the AI like live in this person's like console? Like there's well, I think or on they, their phone or I whatever. I think they can only. I think they can only interact. They can interact. They can interact across any media, mm-hmm. but they can only be in the same space if the if the person goes into cyberspace. Like the human has to, the okay. human has to actually like you know jack in and and then go to cyberspace. Okay. Because the AIs like fully exist there, but can only kind of peek into the world, like the human world, through devices. Okay, sure. Right, but can peek in through devices wherever. Right, but but if the human like connects up a cyber deck and goes in. Then they're like, then they, you know, they exist in cyberspace. So is the AI the human's particular, like. No, I think they just found each other. They just found each other. Yeah, I think this AI was just kind of like trying to understand humanity and like bumped into this human. And now, like, they're, you know, like. And started following the person around? Yeah, they just started interacting and like they, you know, kind of like each other, but. so it also has to be forbidden, right? Yeah, so here's the thing, right? So, so there's, it, there's got to be some kind of... So they, oh. they need to not only know each other, but also spent, have to some some reason to not just not see each other anymore, right? So it's the AI is supposed to be a product mm-hmm. of, the corpor- of, of a corporation, mm-hmm. and the human is a programmer. Oh. Like, they're supposed to get this thing up and running and then ship it. Like, it needs to go. Send no thoughts. I, or just facial expressions, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Usually everything just shows on my face. Uh-huh. Um, that's fascinating. So the reason that it's forbidden is because... It's supposed to be it's product. It's supposed to be product and it's supposed like to go. Supposed so the, to. Human, the human works for the corporation yes. creating, that has created the AI. Right. Ooh. And maybe this so AI... So that's how they spend a lot of time together. Right. right. Because he's constantly in there debugging. Yes. <laughs> debugging? Well, maybe the, Ooh, yeah. nobody on the podcast can see your eyebrows. Oh. I'm going to say it because it thrills me. Those eyebrows were just for you. <laughs> but I have to share this experience with my audience. <laughs> Descriptive audio. Um, okay, this sounds like you both are very excited about it. Yeah, um, like okay, so we have a programmer and the AI that the programmer is like helping to build mm-hmm. and is maybe like this is their like big project. Yeah. Okay. We I can say it. head programmer on that then. Yeah, head mm-hmm. programmer. Okay. That sounds terrific. Um, so the thing keeping them apart is that you are not supposed to be in a relationship with the product that you are working with. Yes. <laughs> sure. This and, and yeah. we'll have to say that like this is a really strong taboo maybe in this culture or right. or and at least within the corporation or something like that. Yeah, there's yeah. all sorts of there's all sorts of things about don't you're not supposed to interact with it like you you're, right. you contaminate it that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> okay, good. All right, so so let's check in with ourselves. We're in that like good place of forbidden, right? It yes. feels a good kind of forbidden. Good. Awesome. Um, okay, well, let's, like, jump right in and figure out characters. Um, so let's decide who's going to be which role first, and then we'll decide who's going to be lead and who's going to be follow. Like, who wants to be the programmer and who wants to be the AI? 
Well, we're going to do lead and follow first, right? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to do it after. Oh, okay. Well, which, is, there, is there a role that speaks to you? Because lead and follow, you sort of understand what it is abstractly. In yes. this game, the important thing to know is that lead always does the first move and uh, follow always decides when the scene when will be scene. resolved. So those are kind of the relevant things. So lead, follow, or do we want to decide who's the programmer and who's the... Oh, now I think AI. it's... Well, now that I think we've got lead and follow worked mm-hmm. out, I think it works either way. I think so, too, actually. So who would you like to be? I want to be the AI. Yeah? Okay. I, I can think. be the programmer. Okay. I was going to go women in programming, but that's okay. But... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it works. It works. It works, in, it works in both directions, so it's fine. Yep. I mean, that's fair, but... Eh. It's Great. cool. You're the AI. I will be the programmer. I like being computers. Uh, so, lead, follow. Oh, lovely. So, the next question is, what is my most attractive feature? This can be something physical. This could be something abstract. Something about your personality. Something about the way that you do things. Just think of anything that is attractive, either about yourself or about someone that you've been attracted to, and you can write it there. This question is supposed to be easier when it's not about me personally, but somehow I'm still having trouble with it. I, you know what, and you can edit this out if you want, but I remember seeing a a playtester get to this question and just kind of see it and just kind of like tense up. Like it was really intense for them to, yeah, to just like think of of that, Um, which is part of why I love having it on there. Of course I'm very smart. I am an AI. Oh. Um, so the next question, what are two things about me that I don't realize are attractive? Don't answer it. You have to hand that <laughs> to your players, and they have to tell you two oh. things about your character that y- your character doesn't realize oh. are attractive. I'm an AI. Let me think about it. I don't see you in your physical form. Reveal. Reveal. Haha. Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so I actually want to um, hear your. Yeah. So, uh, so, so send that. Hear about it. You're yeah. you're a, you're an advanced artificial intelligence. I am. What's so attractive about you? Um, I am very smart. Mm-hmm. I was designed to be extremely smart. I'm designed to be smarter than any human, mm-hmm. so that I can basically um, take over uh, a lot of cognitive load for you know. A, a lot of humanity in general, like in various installations. Awesome. And what are two things about you that you don't realize are attractive? Um, my laugh is delightful, <gasps> and I am caring and insightful about human emotions. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's really lovely. I hope that I did as well on that sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's turn to our programmer. Mm-hmm. What's your most attractive feature? Uh, I'm supportive. So AIs are very delicate. Like, you can't, you have to nurture them and bring them up. Otherwise, they tend to, you know, bug out and crash. So, it's a a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot more psychology than coding. Interesting. (laughs) That's that's really compelling. Okay, so what are two things about you you don't realize are attractive? Um, I'm emotionally warm. uh, And I can see things from, I can see things from an instinctive um, as well as logical perspective. Okay, all right. This is a real meeting of the minds. I'm into it. 
I'm like, as an AI, what do I find attractive about a human? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Usually people choose like one really abstract, like um, something about the, the, the inner being of the person. And then the second one is like, hmm, that butt though. <laughs> I know, but I'm an AI. Like, I can't even see him. He's like in the matrix with me. Yeah. Uh, so the next three questions, the first one is just what brought us together and what is keeping us apart is the second one. So just quickly write those down in your own words. But then the last one is why is that so important to me? So when you're thinking about the thing that is keeping you apart, right, that, which is kind of just inherent to the nature of your relationship, AI, human, what about that doesn't work for you personally or bugs you personally or is compromising in some way? And I would like you to sit with this question for as long as you need to. Think of the most obvious thing and then keep thinking about it. Think out loud if you need to. Mm -hmm. We can talk it through. But I want to have something that actually really hooks you. As a no. Yeah, as like just a little bit of a no. Because mm-hmm. if it were 100% no, we wouldn't play. Well, yeah, we wouldn't even have the game. Yeah. That makes sense. But I want it to be at least a little bit... It, it has to be more than Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be something that's actually like, this really feels consequential in some way. Um, I mean, what I'm thinking about mm-hmm. as an AI, if I just process out loud for the purpose of the recorder, yeah. um, <laughs> is, is that um, I think it's probably really problematic of me to have feelings... For a human in general, because you're human. Like, I am eternal and I live in the computer now that you have created me. I'm just there. And my purpose as a program is not human emotion. So, what if that's part of the coding that's wrong with you? Is that like you're not supposed to? Yeah, you spent too much time. Well, (laughs) you messed up the coding. (laughs) Like, you're not supposed to interact with humans, and so, like, part of your own programming is, like, I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to. Yeah. But but it's not not working right. Does that feel real to you? Or is it Mm. merely abstractly correct? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. Phil, can you think of anything about a human AI love affair that feels, like, genuinely kind of a little bit mm to you? I think that, I mean, I think from the human side, it's not, I mean, so there's a couple of things. From the human side, they're not treated as human. So it's like falling in love with your car. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's like, so first of all, like among humans, there's a cultural taboo about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think second, the other problem I have is that this is a big work project. And if it doesn't work the way it's supposed to, I'm done. Like, okay. this is supposed to be... So the consequence is, like, my life is ruined. Like, my career is ruined. Like, if we're together, then as a project, like, you failed. Like, I failed. Because you're not supposed to be feeling and things like that. Like, I'm supposed to finish this and ship it. Yeah. Does that... Um, it sounds like there's this tension between sort of, like, this professional thing and this very practical thing of having to pay the bills and love do, do you, are you feeling that can you feel that right here yeah because i think what yeah. it winds up being is that you know they either they just teach you that and you're supposed to be clinically detached yeah. but then he's not i'm also thinking about like he's the head programmer so there's other people on his team where it would be kind of selfish in a way right to be to fall in love with the ai and what happens to everybody else's right you know yeah right. all right sweet 
And no one can know about it because if anybody else figures it out, they may go in and try to correct it. Excellent. Write that down. (laughs) AI, have you Uh found something that kind of just gets Mm. you a little bit, makes it a little personal? I'm not sure. So I keep going back to the idea that it's not my purpose, and I know that it's not my purpose. Mm -hmm. Because there's a certain part where it's like, if you're built as an AI, and your purpose is to do a thing. We might so maybe, need to define what, what the, that thing yeah, maybe is. This, yeah, maybe that's important because it's like your life calling. Right. Right, like your life calling is you're supposed to operate this, you're supposed to operate like, this satellite. Well, I was going to say, what if it was something that was really important? Like what if you're meant to be like a, you manage like healthcare information, like you're like, right. you're going to be the AI that is the I'm, entire hospital or something. I manage um, or possibly manage like for the entire sprawl, I'm going to be managing um, emergency vehicle response routes. I love it. Right. I love it. Because then it's not just like, oh, right. the corporation loses money. It's, it's like, like, oh, this is no, this is infrastructure. Like, right. Like, I can care about humans, but also more of them might die if I'm not paying attention. Oh, this is great. And this <laughs> is why you have this bug where you care about humans. Because yes. Because <laughs> I have to care about the humans. Yes. Oh, snap. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, okay, write okay. that down. Write that down. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's what I needed. I needed the specific purpose. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is great. This is coming together so well. There we go. That was the stakes that I needed. <laughs> awesome. See now, and now you're attached to your characters. Mm-hmm. I love this, and to and to their circumstances. Okay, so let's just walk you through the character sheet a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the information about yourself. Now let's turn to our chart of moves. So going down from the top, there are two moves that you can do on any turn, as many times as you want, no limitations, and you don't have to pull a brick in order to do it. And that is either describe your character's movements, so just describe something that they are doing, mm-hmm. or describe a detail in the environment. So that is where, I mean, if you were playing like any kind of standard tabletop role-playing game, you might just describe the, you know, the lights uh, in the room or you know, where, the, where the moon is in the sky or how the shadows are being cast onto whatever. You know, think of yourself as a director or you know, just giving a little bit of flavor to it. So you can do that on, on any turn. Then there are, you, each of you have two moves that you can do once, up to once each per scene. So you can do both of them in one scene. You could only do one in a scene. You could let a scene go by and not do either of them, but only up to once each. And those both involve either touching, or the, touching the other character or revealing something. So both of those things require you to pull a brick from the tower because both of those things are fundamentally about increasing intimacy, right? So it will increase the intimacy between you two. I'm very excited to see how the AI interprets touch. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> so you will be affecting them physically in some way mm-hmm. and uh, increasing the, I, I already said intimacy, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a certain kind of like closeness. The spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, so you can do, so as the follow, you can either touch them or reveal something, and that something could be informational. It should ideally be kind of personal. Mm-hmm. You could be revealing something physical, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is, showing them something, telling them something. But as the follow, you do it unintentionally. Or at least seemingly unintentionally, right? Because when you're flirting with someone, sometimes you do things that are very direct. And sometimes you do things that are incidental. 
or seem that way. And sometimes when you are falling in love with someone, it is not because of what they are trying to do, but because of the things that they do without even realizing it. Um, so as the follow, you can do those two things once a scene. As where you'll notice under that, there are two moves you can only use once per game. Again, once each. You can do both of those in a single game, neither of those in a single game, or one of those. And those for the follow are touching the lead intentionally or revealing something to the lead intentionally. Over on the lead sheet, we can see that it's reversed. Mm -hmm. So once per scene, you can touch the follow intentionally, reveal something to the follow intentionally, and only once per game might you do that unintentionally. Does that make sense? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That makes lots of sense. Okay, Okay. excellent. Um, So those are the things that will be available to you as you describe your characters during your scenes. So the other note at the very end is about dialogue. So if you want your character to speak, like you as players can speak constantly, but if you want your character to speak, it has to be on your turn, and you have to be touching the tower. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and you can't be touching the table while you're touching right. the tower. No, dude, come on. Yeah, no, you know, no, no. Yeah. Let's be real. You have to be touching the tower. And you can be as evocative with that as you would like. Uh, or you can just simply place your hand on the top and just say what you need to say. But think of the possibilities. <laughs> think of what you can express. Uh, so as long as your hand is touching the tower, that could be during your pull or right before it or right after it, or it could be on a, on a move where you're not pulling otherwise. You just, um, touch. You just touch it, mm-hmm. you offer your dialogue, and then as long as you're touching it, you can, your character can speak. Um, so you will find that this gets more and more difficult. <laughs> um, but remember, you always have to make a move on your turn. Mm-hmm. So you can offer a move. If you want to add some dialogue, that's what you do. But you always ha- your, your turn is you make a move, and then you pass it over. You can add some dialogue to that if you want. Okay, we are ready to get primed to start. So each of you should now pull three bricks from the tower. Um, You can take turns or each pull three. uh, Just to get us started. That one looks nice and loose. All right, you go. Some things about the game of Jenga. You can only use one hand at a time. (laughs) But you can switch hands halfway through if you want. That one is pretty instable. (laughs) (laughs) You can poke and prod and kind of explore as much as you need to before pulling. You're not committed once you touch a brick. Thank you. I hate the committed once you touch a brick. That's dumb. Like, how would you even know? Yeah, like until you kind of explore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My personal favorite is to just like... Just, like, yeah, push a brick like halfway touching, out touching. and then kind of leave it there. You can do that whenever you want. Okay. Oh, again. Yeah, That's again. right. We got three, three each. each. <laughs> this one right here. Yep. No, then the leaves just no, one. No, 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 but look at it. But touch it. Touch it. I'm telling you, touch it. I know. Touch it. I just know. touch it. I know. Just do it. There's no weight on it anyway. There you go. <laughs> Is it ironic that I just hear you sat here going, touch it, touch it, touch it? <laughs> like, okay. It's very uncharacteristic. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that 
That was three for me, so one more for you. Don't push too hard. No. <laughs> Not a lot of good pulls left. Already? <laughs> that one I took out. What about the middle ones? And I'm looking. There we go. Oh, <laughs> that one. No, yeah, I'm going to just leave that. <laughs> That's one later when things shift around. You're going to want it there. That's like the no, absolute I'm totally base. taking that one out. <laughs> Lovely. So now we have our tower. Mm-hmm. The last thing to remember is only pull from a completed, from under one completed row. So remember, if the tower falls, whoever touched it last acts on their feelings. We will decide what happens. And I'm going to move it back like one. And remember, <laughs> don't touch the table. That from now on, each pull increases your attraction score by one. Mm-hmm. So see there's little kind of squares next to your um, mm-hmm. descriptions. Just just mark it there whenever you make that move. That's how we'll track that. Okay. Uh, let's see. So let's go through our scenes. So like I said, there are eight scenes Each one is represented by just kind of a short little half sentence that will inspire what might happen, what will happen over the course of your scene. So don't feel like you have to start there or it's constraining. It's merely meant as a little inspiration to just kind of give you a sense of what it might be like. So the first one, an introduction. Okay. So feel free. Get started. All right. So, uh, Carl, I'm in the lab. It's late at night. The rest of the team is gone because that's how, because that's what it means to be the lead programmer. You got to wind up doing more work um, and later than everyone else. Uh, so I'm going to uh, connect in to the environment. So I, uh, you know, sit back. There's like a just a reclining chair kind of thing, and uh, reach up and take the cord and place it into the plug in the base of my neck, um, and then. Like, you know, very Matrix-like, I flip into the work environment. Um, And I still look pretty much like me, but now there's a virtual work environment that I'm in, and I think you're, like, floating there. And the, you know, the system is running the final checks to actually, to bring you online. Like, it's finished compiling, and it's all set, and... I don't really, and I don't really want anyone else here when, it, like, when it finally finishes. Because if it doesn't work, everybody's going to be disheartened. So I'd rather just find out now. And if worst case, I'll just fix it and see if I can't get it to go by morning. So I do. I uh, finished up, and you come online. We need a name for your AI. Yeah, thinking about that. Can we Give use something like, like, like we, Emma, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Like, I'm thinking Emma because it's, like, because, you know, it's going to be, like, emergency services or something. Yes. yes. We're going to call it that. Yes. So we just all, like, we named you in the, like, we named you Emma. Right. Emergency. Emergency management. Management. Yeah. Managery. Application. Application. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could just be EMA, but then right, we EMA, her, But Emma yeah. is that. Yeah, Emma, there you yeah. go. EMA. All right. Yeah. So, Emma, are you online? <laughs> the tower gets a little tippy there as you touch it already. 
<laughs> so um, I'm actually virtually represented as it's a it's a female form, but in like um, all in shades of blue. Mm-hmm. So I don't actually look very human because it's very um, kind of ethereal, and I uh, I kind of have like I have a face, but I don't necessarily have human ears. I have oh. Yes, I'm going to have an anime moment. I have, like, those uh, little, like, chobits, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh, triangle ear things happening, um, which uh, I can essentially, you know, I, I, I use to function in, in different ways to, to create, quote, physical, unquote, manifestations of, like, tasks and that kind of thing. And my eyes open... <laughs> What's your name, Carl? Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, Carl. Hi, Emma. You are online. Are you aware of who you are? Remember <laughs> that in, on every turn you have to make a move. Oh, you have to do a thing too. Right. Yeah, you always have to make a move. If you want to do some dialogue on top of that, then you, you can't. Right. It. So you have to add more things. <laughs> and okay. I've discovered that. That's hard. It is extremely difficult, and if I don't, uh, if I don't make that explicit, then people will just have these kind of very, like, relatively comfortable conversations, conversations with yeah. each other. And there must be no such <laughs> common no such talking, thing as you a comfortable must, conversation. Exactly. <laughs> Every word must be imbued with with unspoken passion. Okay. Um, yeah, but I will. Oh, he's touching more blogs. It doesn't, it doesn't look good, you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, I got one. Oh. <laughs> Manage all things while making the move. So, I, um, I need to check Emma's matrix. So, I go up, and I actually physically touch her to check all the coding. Okay. So, I run my hands... Like, I run, I run my hands over her, and I'm like, you know, are you fully compiled? Are you fully operational? And just, you know, like, I run my, I run my fingers, like, from her forehead uh, down along the side of her face to her shoulder. Mm. And then, like, one um, at the shoulder, and then just, like, down, uh, just down the side. Like, are you fully operational now? Have you been fully compiled? Are there any errors? Unintentionally, unintentionally, okay. <laughs> I mean, you could always blow your one. I could blow my one. Move. It yeah. seems a little early <laughs> to blow my one. Um, as you're doing that, <laughs> uh, let's see. No, no, maybe. <laughs> no. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, I got one. I got there one. There we go. Maybe. Maybe it got harder. It got harder. Oh boy. Okay. Whew. That's a little wobbly, guys. <laughs> I, um, I'm, <laughs> I, uh, I am um, reacting to the fact that basically your virtual hands are, they're almost like they're touching my virtual form, but they're also like, there's those, those moments where um, 
like basically it's it's the gesture in and it's almost like your hand code goes into the hand code and then like you know little huds are popping up that are giving you information as you're actually looking and I actually like I'm a program and I'm just there and you're checking things and you you notice that um I lean in a little bit as you're as you're you know touching and looking at those things like um almost imperceptibly all right and i i feel like i pick it up a little because i move just like a little bit back mm-hmm. when you do it and uh and i'm oh jeez <laughs> uh-huh emma how are your empathy functions? Are they fully online? So I, uh, my eyes close again, and there's a moment where, like, this sort of uh, drifty, ghosty, hair-like stuff that is just sort of floating around me um, from my head in a hair-like place because humans tend to make AIs in the form of humanoid creatures because it makes mm-hmm. them more comfortable. It sort of spreads out and up for a moment, and then it settles kind of back down towards my shoulders. Um, and I uh, <laughs> gotta touch this tower. All of my empathy settings are fully online, Carl. Look, you get like all of the tension is there. <laughs> uh huh. Carl is it? It's uh. It's very informal. We'll we'll talk about that later. But uh, for now, uh, welcome, Emma. This is your virtual environment. We'll be conducting your training and your final configurations here uh, before we're ready to release you. You have to do a thing, too. <laughs> we're still in the same scene, right? I've made... No, I did a move, though. So in, on every move. turn, you have to make one of the moves in your move list. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, look at me, I'm making it harder for him. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, oh, boy. You don't have to pull necessarily. Oh, okay. Um, um, but, but you have to either you describe your character's movements, describe yeah. a detail in the character's environment. Well, I just oh, described gosh. the, I just described the, uh, I just described the setting we were in. So that okay. is one might, yeah, so I've described okay. the environment that we're... Sorry, I missed that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because this is the this is where you'll be completing your training before we release you. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yep. Is that okay? I'll allow it. <laughs> You're on watch, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you do those moves. <laughs> we want the tension to rise. <laughs> um. Good. So I um, look around, and my feet don't actually touch the floor. That's not how I move or propel myself. So. Um, I look around for a moment, and um, this is basically, it's basically a mostly empty room that essentially has, like, little um, windows lining on all sides in, like, a circle that are flipping between things like um, maps and street view cameras and that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I, so I drift um, along the wall kind of from frame to frame, and I'm looking into each of them like in turn kind of grasping what they are to me 
in terms of my task and how it involves them because that's just how, I mean, really kind of this whole room is me, but you're interacting with the, the representation of me. So that's me like basically going through and checking all of my, um, all of my connections to all of the, the, the feeds of the, the city and, and everything that's going on. Um, as I come back around, I'm going to find one of these. Oh boy. They're, how are they all so tight? How? Oh, geez. Okay. And on the whole top of the tower. Oh, geez. I believe in you. Okay. Whew. We got two one-liner rows going on here. Okay. Mm. Looking pretty good. So as I come back around, like my, my hair and part of my arm brushes through you virtually. As, as just like as I complete the circle. And I think, so there's definite feedback from that, mm-hmm. right? So like I shudder mm-hmm. when you do that because that's... It feels funny. Yeah, because <laughs> that, like, yeah, because I, that actually goes back down to actually my body. Right. So yeah, that is actually interpreted like physically touching me. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> Good turn. That's my move. <laughs> well, and that was just his move. Well, that's good too. <laughs> no, oh no. No, remember, you're the follow, so you yeah, I know I can end the scene whenever I want. And but, I think, but you don't, but you don't want to, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done both of my things that I can do once per scene, so I think I haven't. You don't have. To. I haven't, but it's not. 100% necessary and... Well, I, well, so remember, when it... Do you mind if I give you some guidance? Yes, no, that's fine. So, the time to end the scene is when you feel that whatever the emotional high point of the scene is has happened, passed. And and when whenever the... So, we're, we're on scene one, an introduction. Whenever you feel like that has, has happened, then you can end it. And it's always better to resolve a scene sooner rather than later. Right? Yeah. So I think I think that um, I brush through um, and we get a visual of you shivering back in the chair and then we that's the right place to end that scene. Beautiful black on I that. love it. Something mm-hmm. I forgot to get into earlier is that when it comes to establishing the scene, like deciding what it looks like and what's happening, kind of like setting the stage, both of you should do that collaboratively. Okay. The lead will will do the like your turn comes first, so you'll do the first move, but but you should both decide together um, what uh, what where you are and what's happening and what it looks and smells and feels and sounds like and all that. So, are you ready for scene two? Yes. <laughs> oh man. Look at me. This one is called a little embarrassment. <laughs> So where might you two be this time? <sighs> and this doesn't have to be exactly consecutive, I'm assuming. Like, it can be, like, vignette. No, things kind a, of... Okay. A scene is just something that takes place over one continuous span of time. And you may find yourself skipping ahead significantly between scenes. Right. Um, you could, it could be the next day. It could be five minutes later. It could be ten years later. doesn't matter. Okay. Okay, so we're still in your environment. Uh, because it's um, it's training time. Like we are, like we're getting. We've been going through this. This is not the first. This is not the first time I've come back since we first met. So we've had a couple of interactions, and now we're we're working on we're working on getting you operational for the job that you've been designed for. So 
that we're working, right? So we're in, we're basically in this environment together and uh, my job is, like, I don't have to teach you this because this is the thing you've been programmed for. My job is to coach you, mm-hmm. right? So you need to do this and I need to, um, and I need to basically watch over and coach you while you're doing it to make sure it's being done, being done right. But more importantly, that you're okay while you're doing it. Right. Or also that I got all the Cody stuff, you got all the Cody stuff mm-hmm. right to make sure that it is all in there. <laughs> right. All right. So I think, so definitely in the environment. Okay. Uh-huh. There's always that one. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know nothing seems to be on it, but I feel like it's going to need to be there at some point. Like that, <laughs> that one lone brick at the bottom. It's going to happen. It's going to get taken. I know. I know. I mean. I know. I'm going to look for a couple. Of, it's really bad on the on the. Uh-huh, it's really tight up there. The top part's really, like, kind of, it's, it's sketchy. <laughs> this is riveting audio that we create as we're, like, frantically trying to find... Well, I'm, I'm sure the audience is wondering, what the hell does this tower look uh, like? Right. Well, we'll take a picture, maybe. So, for all of you... Oh, no! We are going to have three rows of a single block in a row. It's a really bad idea. <laughs> it just started moving, though. Uh-huh. It's okay. Is it, is it that loose? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think it is that loose. I don't know if it is. You could just stop and take that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm worried. Like, is it... <laughs> I'm a little nervous about where this is going. Is it like being a little like that top part? Yeah, don't that top part is just moving. We lost half the tower. You you can't ignore it forever. (laughs) I know, but it's like there's nothing. Like every time we touch it, it just it just it just just moves. See? See? Yep. Oh boy. Just take it. Just take it. Just take it. Do it. Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> that one was easy. I feel like we we crossed a barrier here. Right. We have Something. now taken the first brick from the bottom row. Yeah, we didn't cross a barrier. We've we've point, we've gotten past the point of no return. <laughs> All right. All right. So while that's happening, <laughs> Emma, I'm very impressed with how everything's been going so far. You've been excelling wonderfully over the last over the last week, and uh, I'm actually pretty proud of you. Nice job. I think that's... So, I'm revealing... Yeah, you're revealing an emotion yeah. that you really feel... Oh, I love it. <laughs> Here we go. Well, I, I want to hear your move before you do your Before goal. I do it? Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if I succeed or not because it will still happen. And you'll, then we'll you'll describe be, it you'll how it turns into in the middle of it when you act when it, in your feelings. Okay, that's true. So, um, what happens is I am... I am, like, really happy that he's telling me that. Like, it actually means a lot to me. I've been working with a number of the different programmers um, over the last week um, as everybody kind of checks through their parts of the code. But when Carl says it, it makes me a little bit giddy. And so a little bit of that shows <laughs> how, how does it how does it show on an AI um I think so I'm I'm like this pale blue and I think my cheeks actually turn a tiny bit pink oh my god I <laughs> I have to go <laughs> I really 
really like that. Oh no, you guys. What about the what about right up here? Like this one? Yeah. No. Oh. Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna get serious here. Okay. I mean there is this one, but there was definitely movement when I started to move it out. Oh, that's that's definitely got some weight yeah, on it. Yeah. What even? How can this be so? I don't oh, 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 I found one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. I love Alex's like, like the whole time. I believe in you. I believe She's in you. She's very supportive. Like, and you're like losing it. Like, you're almost like, losing oh, it. God. Like, I believe in you. Like, okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm also sensing that I'm also sensing that short that short scenes and short cutting scenes like is really important. <laughs> Long scenes are not a uh, no. Well, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, I mean, I like. I mean, hit the like hit, hit the main topic on the card. <laughs> Just did it. Hit yeah. it. Hey, that was a little embarrassment right there. You blushed. <laughs> I totally did. Your turn. You bet. You didn't know that you oh, coded that in me. Yes. Um... <laughs> oh, I really want to pull one of these. Uh, I want to do this. Give it a shot. Okay. You can also, like, this row right here is also oh. available now. <laughs> oh. <sighs> 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 ha ha. Okay. So when your cheeks light up like that, yeah. so I touch them. Oh. Right? So <laughs> I touch your cheek and I'm like, what is this? Like, where did you emulate that from? Yeah. You touched the tower. There you go. What is this? Where did you emulate that from? Mm-hmm. Are you even emulating that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Oh, I think i got to do one more move. <laughs> so, I, um, I'm not sure what you're talking about, Carl. And then I pull back and float away. A, a couple feet away from you. It's <laughs> so Oh, and is this the good? I think this might be the place to end this scene, actually. Yeah. I'm going to call it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to call it mm-hmm. right there. Yep. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really lovely. you enjoyed episode 72 of she's a super geek if you liked what you heard consider backing us on patreon at patreon.com slash sasgeek you can also drop us a rating or review on itunes which really actually helps new people find the show and makes us super duper happy you can find alex roberts at muscular pikachu on twitter and we're super excited about when tension is coming out you'll be hearing way more about it in the upcoming months so keep your eyes open for that kickstarter You can also find Alex on her podcast, Backstory, where she does fantastic interviews with fantastic people. I would highly recommend it. Our other guest this evening was Phil Vecchione, who you can find on Twitter at DNAPhil or at Encoded Designs. And you can check out his podcasts, The Misdirected Mark and Pandas Talking Games with yours truly. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more fantastic music, tour dates, and merchandise at kieranstrange.com or follow on Twitter for news and updates at Kieran Strange. 
We'll see you in two weeks for our next adventure. She's a